Pro Wrestling Talk from the Four Corners of Parts Unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason Marchuka. The boys are here. Let's start the show like we always do. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? It is a wrestling podcast where wrestling shirts are mandatory. Uh, We'll start with Brian Christie. What are you wearing this week? I'm wearing a shirt that's a a tribute to you, the pod father, the original pod general. Oh, my old so podcast. Okay. <laughs> I think I was thinking about um, old school where they <laughs> called him the Godfather. <laughs> the Podfather. No, no. Damn Pod it. General. That's Pod amazing. General. Wow. You gave me the nickname. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you, you fucked it up every single time. Oh, my God. What a disaster. Uh, so, yeah, my old we're the live, original. Pat. SoCal Pro Wrestling Podcast Wrestling Bears shirt. Ah, okay, okay. Pod General. Ah, so I broke out something that I think is a Walmart bootleg, (laughs) the New Age Outlaws t-shirt. I don't know where this came from, but I'm like digging through the garage. and So that's a fun one. So I think this is a bootleg or it's from Walmart, and uh, I'm okay with that. Kevin, what do you got? Uh, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, uh, Macho's Amy biography, but I wanted to wear my Macho shirt with, uh, I love this one just because it has a, a few different, you know, photos of Macho Man, but Miss Elizabeth's right on there too. What a babe. Uh, felt like it was a, a good, good time to wear the shirt. And Joe, bring us home. Uh, I am wearing an original Jericho-holic shirt with the 12 steps on the back, which I have no idea what they are anymore, but I think I bought this on WWF.com when like in January of 2000. So yeah, this is an original and uh, still fits. So yay, I don't, I have not gained much weight. Uh, Vintage, vintage Jericho t-shirt. And if you want to get a That Wrestling Podcast shirt. We do have merch up at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, uh, even onesies if you have children and babies. Uh, no adult onesies because that's fucking weird. Whatamaneuver.net. Yeah. Just search for That Wrestling Podcast. We're also on social media at That WrestlePod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to, uh, as the kids say, smash! that like button and then i don't get youtube but we're putting the shows up on youtube for your viewing pleasure um at that wrestle pod so a lot of stuff happened this week and uh you know we tend to go in order so we will start with roman reigns defeating daniel bryan in essentially what is a loser leaves town match on smackdown last friday and then earlier this week it came out that daniel bryan is now a free agent. What do you guys think he does? Now, I got a few ideas that I wrote down. Uh, does he show up on Raw or NXT, still staying with the company, you know, re-signing? Does he go to New Japan or AEW? Or does he go back to Ring of Honor, where he was like a godfather of Ring of Honor, and do the indie circuit? Uh, we'll start with Kevin. What do you think Daniel Bryan's going to do now that he's a free agent? 
So I, I have two, two points. I was really thinking about this today for the last, what year or so on SmackDown, he's been putting wrestlers consistently over, right? He's taken the pins. He's allowed uh, Cesaro to beat him up. He's allowed, you know, Roman to kick him out. Like he's, he's accelerated the talent on SmackDown. Uh, Cause he wants to give back to, you know, the industry parts of me wants him to stay, you know, uh, do a little uh, field trip to NXT, do a, uh, a stop at raw, not just be with one. Uh, I would say uh, brand right now, kind of like float between brands. But then the other parts of me, I'm like, man, I, I would love it if I just saw him, you know, wrestling in, in, quote unquote, and no, nothing against it, like bingo halls, you know, or the, the smaller venues, because maybe there's a shot that he'll come, you know, local later this year to, to maybe somewhere parts unknown by us. Uh, I would just hate to see him go uh, and say, get hurt somewhere. And then, you know what I mean? And a big coulda, woulda, shoulda, or something like that. But I think he, he's definitely not going to hang it up. And I think it, exciting stuff is definitely in play. And Joe, what do you think? I think he goes to Shawn Michaels route and starts a wrestling school for the next couple of years. And okay. then uh, comes back to WWE uh, in about two to four years. I just see him like basically taking a break from the Thunderdome and working closer to home since his kids uh, are growing up and started wrestling school. That's what I see. That's, and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Brian Danielson on AEW. I don't want, like, I don't want to see him back on TV. I want him to like, basically be, if he's gone, I want him to be gone. I guess I'm closest to Kevin. And I really feel he's one of only a handful of guys right now who could really call his own shot of what he wants to do. I know he's made it clear in interviews that his full-time career is winding down. I really hope he almost takes one-shot deals at anywhere and everywhere. He has like one feud in New Japan, one in AEW, one in Ring of Honor. Eventually, I think he will circle back into the WWE family. You've heard about how the Bellas, Brie Bella, his wife, maybe wants to come back out of retirement. They have the Total Bella show that he's featured on. So I don't think that completely goes away, but I think he has the power to go to Vince and go to Triple H and say, hey, I want to do some of these things before I'm just not capable of doing it. I feel like that's maybe what the next year or so is going to be, and then maybe he'll come back into the fold as a more regular uh, person under the WWE banner. So I've never been a huge fan of Daniel Bryan. I think he's a great wrestler. Um, I prefer Brian Danielson from Total Divas and Total Bellas over the Daniel Bryan character because he real life Brian Danielson is funny as hell. But what I would love to see, there's two. I want to see him go to Ring of Honor with a couple other of the Ring of Honor godfathers. Right. That are free agents right now, Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Or, and this is a reach, but if he wants to secure the bag and make more money than he probably ever could, Daniel Bryan will pick up his uh, cell phone. He'll dial up a Chicago phone number. Hey, Phil, it's, uh, it's Brian. What do you say me and you go make hundreds of thousands of dollars 
and put on the greatest wrestling match of all time at the next Triller show. These Jake Paul fights and these Logan Paul fights is fucking circus sideshows as what they are. If these two guys who everybody wants to see wrestle can make $500,000 a piece. Ben Askren made $500,000 for three minutes of that fight against Jake Paul. What do you guys think about Punk and Daniel Bryan going, making the match everybody wants, the greatest match of all time at a Triller event? Kevin? It, it, it could work. Like it, you mentioned uh, Jake and Logan Paul even earlier uh, be before we are recording today. The older brother, or I guess the younger brother, Logan, who just beat Ben, was arguing with Floyd Mayweather. Now Floyd said he wants to fight both of them on June 6th. <laughs> and I think I think Ocho Cinco is opening up in a boxing match <laughs> for that fight. Like Frank Mir, uh, MMA, fought his first uh, boxing match on the previous uh, Ben Askren Logan Paul fight. To be honest, I it it make it. I never thought of that. But for 50 bucks, and probably not just get 500K, probably get 5% of pay-per-view sales or 2.5% pay-per-view sales, which then it'll probably go into million plus. All right, all right, Brian. Daniel Bryan against CM Punk at a Triller event. Thoughts? <laughs> Listen, he can do whatever he wants. Yes, I'm, I'm, and I'm all in. I'm all in. I absolutely think that would be something that the public would buy completely. I don't acknowledge these circus sideshow fights. Like I'm a fight fan and I, I don't, I didn't, I haven't paid for any of these bullshit fights, but if, you know, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan to, to have the greatest match of all time, I would pay my 50 bucks to see. It. I don't think I'd watch anything else. And I'd probably do it with the volume off. Cause if fucking Snoop Dogg is on commentary. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the feud that never ends. Jason versus Snoop. Uh, so also on SmackDown, <laughs> uh, the last couple weeks, Alistair Black has returned. Well, we we were all wanting this. Um, you know, the the first promo was about the dragon, actually about funerals and his father becoming distant and how he was taught to be the dragon and not how to defeat the dragon. And I also got from it that he hates the fans and it's quote, like you are like rotting crops that should be scorched from the earth to make room for more fertile things. Now, chapter two was titled reality and it revolved around how people look at him and make assumptions because that is the true nature of man. And the story once again, connected to Alistair Black's father and the character's general just hatred towards WWE fans, which is great. Because if he's coming back, I want him to come back as a heel. Uh, Joe, I think you tweeted or in the text that this sounds very Harry Potter adjacent. Yes, uh, the animation is almost exactly from the story of the Deathly Hallows. From If you've ever seen uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, um, it's like almost the exact animation. It's a, it reminded me of that story. And I know this is a horror movie that probably no one has seen, but the Babadook. Oh, I've seen it. You've seen it. And yeah. you know, the story of that too. It's like the darkness that comes and uh, 
controls the mind. So it's a mix of that to me. I think it's an interesting story. I hope it doesn't turn out like Sean O'Hara's I'm not telling you something you don't already know type of thing where it's just vignette versus vignette versus vignette and then nothing happens. So I'm really hoping this is something good for Alistair Black because we all know he has the tools. I'm just going to be in the wait and see and uh, keep it going. And it's only been two promos. So, I mean, it's way too early to judge what this right. is going to be. I mean, if he comes out with a wand and a robe that, and a scarf, <laughs> before, then, then, then it's fucking... still almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's over. Uh, moving on to Monday Night Raw. It was not very memorable, but as we do every week, Brian, uh, Adnan Verchek, thoughts? <laughs> The, the Adnan meter, a new feature on the program, right? <laughs> uh, Ad, Adnan was, I didn't catch anything too offensive this time. We'll, we'll see. I, I feel like in the last week or so that him, Graves, and Byron are almost dividing the announcing like more equal. It's not like Adnan's the lead guy and Corey and Byron um, fill in the gaps and the, the color commentary. I don't know if you guys feel that same way, but I feel like it's been more of a, a shared load. And I think that's probably the way to go because that's a tough spot to be in for a very first gig. If you guys remember, I sent you that link from uh, awfulannouncing.com where basically it was saying what us fans were saying, like, this is a getting pretty rough. And it's like, well, if you're a new commentator, you normally would start on a 205 Live or NXT. But being as high profile as he is, he got put in the main chair of the main show for traditional long. So it's tough. But uh, yeah, not, nothing too offensive that I caught this week. I don't know if you guys felt different. And then the other thing that happened on Raw, finally, Eva Marie returns. It was in a vignette. And it's about the evolution. And yes, this is the third go at this. It was Emma first. Emmalina, I believe, was her name. And then Carmella was the, the second version of this. So I, a lot of people online are just shitting all over this. And it's the most predictable response. They let go of the Iconics and Mickey James and Chelsea Green for Eva. Yeah. Look, dummies. She was hired in January. Well before the releases happened. And yes, Liv Morgan was another one that was very similar to this. But she is evoking a response from the crowd and the fans and the internet already. And I am all in for this. Um, and then one last thing on Raw. And we've all had some fun with this. Uh, Charlotte is the best part of the Raw Women's Division. Joe, I know you're, you've been anti-Charlotte as of late, and that's fine. But she, as of uh, later, as of years. Well, <laughs> you know, we're, we're six weeks in, so as of late. Okay. Uh, she politicked her way in to now a triple threat Raw Women's Championship match at uh, WrestleMania Great Balls of Fire Summer Backlash in a couple weeks. And the highlight for me, was Rhea Ripley bitching to Sonya Deville, Charlotte didn't earn this. Charlotte didn't earn this. Like Rhea did so much to earn that WrestleMania <laughs> title shot. Kevin, what did you think of Charlotte? The opportunity? Rhea, I, I laughed my ass off. Charlotte didn't do anything to deserve this. She didn't earn this. Kevin? There's, there's a not many strong points from Raw 
in and I'm more of the points where if I laugh at something or choke someone when they're drinking their water, uh, that's what's entertaining to me because I, I just, I'm kind of getting bored a lot during raw. I laughed at that. Cause it was just, it was, it was very funny. Uh, it's, it's just, it's weird because yeah, what you mentioned, like Rhea comes in, you know, challenges Oscar wins the title. Charlotte's been a maniac on that, on that mic. I don't think she's going to beat Rhea, you know, at backlash, but I have, to, I have to throw out a little bit to uh, uh, RK bro as well, because. Oh yeah. That's, okay. That, yeah. that, that, just seeing the chemistry between those two guys, it's a constant smile on my face because I, I've I've always liked Riddle. I thought he's been good in the ring, but Orton's just making him better. And I feel that Orton can do no wrong and and, and anything. Like uh, it's crazy. Ever since COVID, his and he's been great for like the last what two decades? <laughs> Decade fifteen and years. Fifteen like, years and it was awesome. Just, he's just so funny. And like when he's just telling him to shut up and just those little tiny <laughs> things, it's, it's, it's gold. I hope it, I hope it lasts for, for <laughs> at least a while. Seeing Randy Orton take a tomato to the face. <laughs> that just shows that he is the locker room leader of that show because to do that and to be paired up with riddle, who I think riddle is going to be the WWE champion in the next two years. I think that he has that much potential. Uh, Joe, you hate Riddle, but you're coming around. I'm coming around for the simple fact that uh, this this teaming with Randy is just working. Like the thing that made, like Kevin, you said earlier, the thing that, like you know, with Raw, it's really become a really a real chore to watch. But two weeks ago, when Randy just went, "What planet are you from?" and he goes, "Earth." Shut up. <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> I, I lost it. And Mick Foley actually tweeted something this past week, which I did not even put together, but it totally makes sense. He said, Riddle and Randy are this generation's rock and sock. And I'm like, they are. It's great. And it's, um, he's, I'm not 100% sold on him single yet, but when he's with somebody who can play off his annoyance, it just makes it so much better. And I just love the fact that they haven't had Randy turn on him yet. Yeah. I hope they stretch that out for maybe SummerSlam, mm -hmm. you know, let him, let him have the summer of RK bro. And then it all blows up at SummerSlam and uh, NXT uh, happened on Tuesday. And I am officially, I'm a rough rider. <laughs> Leon Ruff is my new favorite wrestler. I did not expect anything from that Falls Count uh, Anywhere with Swerve Scott, and I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And Leon Ruff is my favorite wrestler. Now, uh, also, the big, you know, the, the, the NXT title <laughs> confrontation that happened with Cross and Finn and uh, Pete Dunne and uh, not so cool Kyle O'Reilly and his not so cool clothing choices. Ah, I I love the idea of the four of them in a match, but does that hurt the next takeover if it, the four of them are in one match, Brian? Well, first off, it, you've become such a fan of Leon Ruff. I got to say, y'all got to make me lose my mind if you keep doing that. <laughs> I got to say. Um, by the way, Leon Ruff, real quick to me, I, I, when you talk about comparisons, Joe, when you said about Rock and Sock with Randy, uh, RK Bro, Leon Ruff 
is this generation's X-Pac. X-Pac, back in the Attitude Era, when he'd always face, like, the APA, and she'd be like, holy shit, they're really beating the shit out of him. That's Leon Ruff. He gets his ass kicked every match. It's insane. <laughs> I, I can't believe he does, like, break a bone every match. Love Leon. Um, so I wasn't a much of a fan of that segment. That was a very Monday Night Raw SmackDown segment to me of the one guy comes up, I'm going to fight you, Cross. Yeah. And like, then here's the music for the next guy. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to, here's the next guy. I was like, ah. So obviously I think all those guys, Dunn, uh, uh, Dunn Balor, O'Reilly, Cross, and then the involvement with The Way. Great, great, all talents involved. I'm hoping that they maybe form like a number one contender match or maybe you do like one of those mini, you know, semi-final semi-final the two meet in the finals to then fight cross i hope it's not like a, a fatal four-way with cross and all that with the i've seen that so much lately we had it with roman and edge and brian um at mania we're having it again with the, the women on raw and the men on raw at wrestlemania backlash i don't want any multi-man matches let's get that number one contender from this group and have them face cross and go take it from there and then there was another promo for the diamond mind and a lot of people think it's tessa blanchard now Reports are that she almost signed with AEW, but nothing's confirmed. Um, a lot of people think that it's an MMA faction. They got some new signees that have MMA backgrounds. Um, also, Marina Shafir and Justin Duke are on the roster, both uh, Ronda Rousey hangers on and very mediocre MMA fighters in their time. And uh, I would like to think that it is a new NXT program for the NXT talents that don't get a lot of TV time. Uh, it could be a YouTube show. It could be a Peacock show. But um, And then the last potential thing that it could be from what I've been reading online, is it the NXT version of Raw Underground or Tough Enough or Brawl for All? Joe, what do you think about the Diamond Mind? I'm actually on board with you. I'm actually hoping it's a like YouTube or Hulu or Peacock show. That's for the, uh, you know, develop the developmental ones to build them up. And I remember when the network had the um, NXT only, it was like a one and done series of, it was a reality show that was following like Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Enzo, uh, Mojo. It was just like a year in the, and Baron Corbin, a year in the life of them. I'd like to see something more like that. Since we already know behind the scenes curtain anyway, like let's just uh, make a show of it. And I just hope it's something like that. I really do not hope it's another faction of MMA fighters who do nothing. You mentioned Tessa. I, I saw a couple of tweets where she's actually like tweeting at the end, like a little diamond emoji. Well, that's of, always been her logo. That yeah, she's always had kind of, that as her logo. So kind of, I'm not. I'm not the most up to date with her, right? I've I've only seen a few matches, and uh, I know she was huge on Impact. I I think I didn't even think about the situation of a a, a dark match show, right? On on any network, never came across my mind. I think that would be really cool. Uh, it has to be a faction, though. It has to be. I'm th I'm leaning that way too. Uh, I hadn't thought about the concept of it's a whole new show program YouTube, and I think that'd be cool because you know while NXT has grown exponentially since its its birth on the network, how it's been two hours now it's a, a live show. 
Um, there, there's so many established names that, that go through NXT now that you always hear every couple of months about the new signees. And I think because of the pandemic, you know, there would be regular NXT tours. We've all seen them, their various shows, but they'd also have their like local to Florida shows with the guys who and girls who really aren't on TV. So maybe that's where this diamond mine show could come in to kind of replace those sort of like, you know, you'd see like, you know, NXT in Kissimmee, Florida, you know, with all these like no name little Florida podunk towns. Maybe that's a substitute for that. And, you know, I think another show would be great because there's not enough wrestling on TV right now. Oh, true. Very true. I'm starving. And then that main event of NXT, the uh, women's tag title street fight, the way against Ember and Shotzi. Um, For me, I feel like Indy Hartwell leveled up in that match. Um, Compared to the other three who are all the, 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 the higher level of talent for the women in NXT, I think Indy Hartwell surprised a lot of people, me included. Uh, uh, Kevin, what'd you think of the, the, the street fight? Uh, sloppy in areas, but overall I loved it. I am a big Shotzi fan and, and she was throwing her body around. I like Candace, like e- e- they all looked good. Right. That that's what that type of match is supposed to be. If, if it's uh, if it comes off what they want to do, but I thought I thought it was exciting. I want to see more from those two teams, which is what they want to do, right? They they don't want to just be a one and done with those four. There's just so much talent, and the storyline's good. And Shotzi and Ember, because without Shotzi, no disrespect to Ember, I think she's a good wrestler. Never been interested in her. Ember has a great look. She's a good wrestler, but the character just does nothing for me. You're right, Kevin. Shotzi's character is just boom in your face and. It's uh, it's great. But uh, with Candice, if you want to see what kind of badass Candice LeRae is, go to YouTube and type in PWG Young Bucks versus Candice and Joey Ryan. Uh, during the match, they uh, one of the Young Bucks puts on a shoe with nails sticking out. Candice takes a super kick to the face. Oh, it is awesome. It is a great match. <laughs> And it just shows what kind of badass Candice LeRae is. And, and you know, the, the way has three of the four uh, titles. They have three, three titles, you know, in NXT. So I'm pretty kick out. I'm excited to see what, uh, what happens next for there. And then, of course, we get to AEW. The big blood and guts episode. Oh, here comes the hot takes. I can't wait. I've been so, waiting all day for this. So <laughs> when... So I was a little behind the guys last night on NXT uh, or, or uh, AEW. I, I was a, I had to work a little bit late and I wasn't able to watch it live. So I was, we'll say, 15 minutes behind. And uh, I want to pull up the tweet that I sent these guys after the match ended. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this real quick. All right. This is a quote. Close your ears, kids. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit fucking awful fucking awful <laughs> tell us how you I, really think I was <laughs> there, okay so for me because the name of the show was Blood and Guts and we knew what the main event was going to be 
There is no reason, absolutely no reason Cody Rhodes should have bled or anybody. That is a main event. It says blood and guts in the name of the show, in the name of the match. Nobody should be bleeding. And Cody, as a son of a promoter, should be the first one to know that. I don't know if it was an accident. I don't think it was because he bleeds almost every big match. QT Marshall, to me, is good. I really enjoyed his documentary. But I don't think he belongs in a match with Cody Rhodes like that. Um, and enough with the post-match beatdowns. <laughs> enough. <laughs> enough. Um, much like Rhea Ripley as champion, Kenny Omega as champ does nothing for me. Right. It's just, uh, I'm done. I'm over it. Um, before we get to the blood and guts match, did you guys have any comments about anything else on the show other than the main event? Go ahead, Joe. I do. Uh, a couple things. Number one, JR really uh, annoyed me during the Cody match. When he tried to be funny. If you remember when QT got pantsed and he went, Oh, take him to a hospital. He's got a crack in his rear. And it's like, why? Like that's that's an that's such a bad old man joke. That that annoyed me. But the thing that really bothered me about AEW uh, this past Wednesday was the fact that Kenny Omega gave the impact championship to his stooge to hold. That just proves that this is not working. You have no respect. Like, this was supposed to be a big deal, and that's a throwaway title. You're just, like, taking the whole thing and just throwing it away. And that, and one final thing, sock hop. Sock hop. Really, Kenny? That's the best you could come up with was sock hop. Sock Kevin. hop is the new suffering suck attack. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Joe, you, you're, you, uh, I don't, I don't know if you have Sirius XM, but I was listening to Busted Open this morning, and um, yeah. and Bubba Ray basically tore into AEW for that exact reason. Uh, it ticked me Omega off so much. Not holding and, the Impact and and AAA belts. He's like, he's like, if I was uh, the owners of Impact, I'd be pissed. Strip them. My take them away. My title is 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 garbage. I, I got the tweet right here. It says, if I'm management or owners of Impact Wrestling, I'd be effing fuming that their World Heavyweight Championship was being carried out by knocking nobody and not at least over the shoulder of Omega. Perception is reality. So uh, good point I, on I, that. Is he a wrestler, that guy? Like, I, not, not, he was. Okay. And then he came here because he's, he's Kenny's buddy. Uh -huh. And he used to be the guy, I don't know if you remember, he would put like the body oil, the, the baby oil all over himself. Um, and, but then he just kind of has just been there. I'm sure he has some sort of administrative or some office job, but he was a wrestler. I don't know what he is now. Brian, uh, what do you think of uh, AEW? Yeah, before well, we get to the main event, um, I just thought there was a couple of things that were really telegraphed that I don't that's been a plus for AEWs. A lot of times I go into these matches going, not quite sure who's going to win unless it's a blatant squash. Right. But you got the tag team match for the number one contenders against the young bucks next week, where if SCU loses, they have to break up. Who do you think was going to win? SCU. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to just lose in a random number one contender match. So that took that away. 
And then they have the promo with Shivani and Kenny saying he's going to fight the winner at the pay-per-view against Pac or Orange Cassidy. Well, who comes out? Orange Cassidy to confront Kenny. So who's winning next week? Who wants to place their bets on Pac winning that? Hello? Send them both out. And then we got some intrigue on, like, who is actually going to win. So, okay, you already can book Orange Cassidy and Kenny for the pay-per-view. I don't need to watch next week. So that was just really... I haven't caught that much in AEW, and that's something that did stick out to me that I was like, these are they're well, painting by numbers on this show. Well, you guys are all DraftKings pros, so I mean, is there an AEW uh, scoreboard for next week? You can make a few bucks off no, of so you can just I'll, bet I'll do some Cassidy. looking. I'll do some looking. <laughs> Terrible. You, met, you mentioned, Brian, like the, the telegraph in. Did you guys know the first half was taped? I read that later. Yeah, that yeah. was interesting. I thought it was taped, and I'm like, oh, this is a fucking tape show. And then I wasn't paying attention to that as much towards the end because I just assumed. And then I realized during the second hour, live popped up in the left corner. Mm -hmm. So it was, I don't know. I, you know what? We'll just get into it. Let's get into it. Can't wait. Do it. I was about to tweet a million different things last night, but I wanted to keep it all for here. The match was exactly what it was supposed to be. And I loved it. Loved it. Until. What the fuck is the point of being locked in a cage if you can get out? It happened during a fucking picture in picture. It was the main event. They could have worked something out with TNT that they did not go through that many commercial breaks. And then when Jericho was climbing up, He was in commercial. I want to know who that production assistant was. was like, okay, Chris, uh, we've got 15 seconds. Rile up the crowd before we get back. Dumbass, you're on TV in the picture in picture. The ending. Oh, no. Don't Don't throw him off. No, don't throw him off. They threw Jericho into a fucking ball pit. (laughs) crash mat now everybody online today was freaking out about well when what do you want matt hardy crashed into concrete and you know now you're being too safe with jericho you know how you fix this you you zoom the fuck out brian i'm coming to you first because you love the production side of this stuff yeah the production department is to blame for this, just like it was the exploding cage match or ring from uh, whatever the pay-per-view was like, a couple months ago. Yeah, there, uh, it was that. And in the aftermath, you're seeing Jericho talking to the producers that didn't appear to me to fit the storyline of like, Chris, can you hear me? You know, it was very much like, are we live? Are we not live? And there was moments with him and MJF on the cage before he threw him off that they were clearly communicating of like, well, okay, 30 seconds to go or whatever. It was well, like they so showed that they had, they had the camera on Jericho when he was pulling the gig out of his wristband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I said to my wife, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then magically MJF hits Jericho with the billion dollar ring and Jericho's blood. Like, yeah. this match had all the blood. No fucking guts. No guts. <laughs> if well, I did was you hear the Jericho, crowd chanting, we want guts? We I want did hear guts. That late. Yeah. I did not hear that. Late. And if I'm Chris Jericho, I fire everyone in the inner circle for not having guts. 
And oh no no don't no don't do it don't no. uh, why can't uh, someone else climb up and help them? They just <laughs> <see that? laughs> or why not go on, not come out of the cage. Right. Not come out of the cage. It's been done a million times. It does not need to happen anymore. Uh, Kevin, I'm sorry, uh, but why couldn't th- why couldn't they catch him? I mean, he's a rock star. Eddie Better jumped from higher in the uh, even flow video. Why can't they just diving, catch him? Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, yeah, I, Kevin, I think it's it's a run of bad luck for for AEW. <laughs> like, I I didn't think the match was bad. Like I I did enjoy some. Oh, uh, some great, of- it was good. Really, match. Yeah. It was really good. There's there's a spot where, uh, was it? Was it Ortiz who fell between the ring and the in the cage? Yeah. Like shit. When you just saw his body like just scroll down, like it had so many amazing points. And then all we're gonna think about and remember is that that ending where and I you mentioned Brian loves the production. I was thinking about it. You know, with the shot of MJF like going like this, it looked amazing. Could have pushed him off. They could have edited a shot down with Jericho, you know looking different the fact where it was like weird uh not even compressed wood it was like i don't even know like corrugated car uh, corrugated it was supposed to be metal flooring but it it was like it was like ikea furniture they should have they should have uh like when we see a ladder match and it's wood wooden ladder right but it's made to look like metal we we don't think twice not saying they could have got wood but they could have got something a little bit better Don't yeah. you don't need the the riveted uh, metallic metal. I just it was a shame to a, a, an an amazing thing. And so this is twice in three months yeah. where huge deals were supposed to happen, and the production department's to blame. Now, for all the f- people that say, "Oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake," just put some fucking ketchup packets under that land pad. Then when Jericho crashes down, ketchup goes everywhere, and it looks like blood. Sure. You may give me my, my, my pros and cons. I got quick go pros ahead. and cons. Go, right, go ahead. Two minutes in between participants. And I meant to look up how NXT has been doing war games, but it felt really quick. And I liked that. I felt like if I'd look it up, like NXT felt like maybe five minutes between participants. I'd have to look well, that's that up. A war game. That's a war games tradition, the five minute period. Right. I that's, like that. That's been like the, that. The two minutes is much better. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it, it it kept the action hot. There was always a new guy coming in. There wasn't like a delayed or elongated two on one beatings and stuff. Love that. Hey, great crowd, so hot. They made it feel important. You guys, we were all at Revolution when they announced that this match was going to happen over a year ago, and so for making it seem like a big deal, the crowd was great. They were into every guy, every appearance. Really well done. Bravo to the crowd that was there in Jacksonville. Sammy Guevara, what a performance. The um, Spanish fly from the middle of the rope on Sean Spears, fantastic the coast to coast fantastic he's a star love 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 everything he did um and i did like the finish of inner circle quitting to save jericho because the pinnacle had to win the pinnacle had to win it's their very first match and if if, uh inner circle won then their credibility is completely gone so i like that they they're kept strong they they defended their leader in jericho all the BS that happened afterward, we've, we've discussed, but I did like that. I thought that finish was creative. 
The cons, the commercial breaks, like you said, Jay. Guys, none of us are big soccer fans, but when you watch the World Cup, they just they just play it for like an hour long, and they just have little scrolls or little boxes in the commercial in the in the corner saying, you know, brought to you by Hyundai. So that's what they needed to do. This this match cannot be on TV ever ever again if it's going to be under the same format because of those things, like you said, Jay. Of now we come back from picture in picture, and someone's out of the cage or someone's climbing up, and it's like, I'm sorry, I do tune out a bit when that happens. Um, it's just, it's my natural nature and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So that was the other one. And the other one was, um, some chair shots to the head and, and, you know, maybe it's just me being conditioned now that with everything with WWE and concussions and everything that's been happening, how it's pretty much been banned. Um, seeing those, it, it does get a little cringy to me. So I get it, it's blood and guts and, and these guys are all professionals. So, you know, hopefully it all, everybody's okay. But even seeing that, I'm like, just, I don't know, maybe a touch much for me. Those are my pros it, and cons. You know, because it was part, you know, the first half was taped, they could have taped an ending. You know, Jericho didn't have to be bloody. They could have taped that ending and then had a, a cut shot to the ending. Or they could have just went to black. And yeah. Tony Khan could have come out and said, we just signed a five-year extension with TNT. We can't show this or we're not going to be on – like." And then, you know, that they could have done a few different ways out of this. And, you know, like you said, Kevin, all people were talking about is the ending. The match was what it was supposed to be. I did like that the pinnacle were all wearing white. Yeah. Which meant cool. the blood would show. Yep. The inner circle in their prison onesies. You know, that's cool, too. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know what happens next week, but uh, ideally it needs to be Jericho off TV for about two or three months, even though I know that won't happen, but I, that's what I would like to see happen. Um, moving on. Uh, I know we go in order, but I, I skipped the uh, A&E documentary from this week. Was the Macho Man A&E documentary another hit or was it a hit job? Joe? I'm conflicted because I ended up watching it last night. So it would be fresh on my mind. So after blood and guts, I watched the uh, biography and I love the macho man. You guys know this. It's his favorite wrestler of all time. And they did some good things about it. I did not like, and this is why was Bubba on it? Mm. What was the point? And it was like him and Hogan were just like, they, they brought it down so much. And you didn't have Randy or Liz to defend themselves. So I felt like compared to Austin and Piper, this one was a hit job. This was not a hit. I was not happy with the Macho Man biography. It felt like they were just trying to ex exaggerate all of his like quirks, which we all knew about. And then they just went, oh, by the way, he was happy at the end before he died. I was, at, I was at my office job today, and somebody brought it up. To me. And, uh, you know, it was like, yeah, it just they just seemed they brought out all his insecurities. It, to me, my notes here say he's controlling. He's a steroid abuser. He bugged my house with video cameras. That was all from Gorgeous George, right. one person. Overall, I thought it was a hit job. Uh, I'm, I have no ambition to go back and watch this one again. I'm excited for Booker T. Uh, Kevin, you love the Macho Man as well. What would you think of it? 
I, one of the biggest things that I, I liked from it was seeing a lot of his stuff from ICW. I, I really haven't seen much of that in, in the story of like how he was campaigning for a match against Jerry Lawler when they were in different territories, I thought was, it was, it was, it was almost like revolutionary. Right. And then they finally, you know, got that, got that match when ICW folded down, but then, yeah, it just kind of took a, a kind of a, a negative turn after uh, it was kind of when Ricky steamboat, you know, how they went through 160 some steps. And that was up to that point. I was like, man, this is going to be an amazing two hours, man. And then after that, it was just like, depressing stuff, depressing stuff, depressing stuff. Didn't know about the bugging of the, of the house with gorgeous George. I was, I was like, mm, that's kind of fucking creepy. Uh, now, you know, and, and Joe, I agree with you, Bubba the love sponge. All he was, was, was totally negative on there. I, I didn't really like that. Uh, I, I thought some of the, the, the people speaking inside, uh, Brian, I'll let you talk about your boy, uh, it, but, um, I thought it wasn't as good as Piper and Stone Cold. Definitely not as good as those. I think that the Ultimate Warrior could be a hit job one coming up soon with all of his demons if they're going to go that same weird. They already did a hit job on him years ago. What I did, I did read though. Apparently, there's a new director for each one of these. So this was that director's masterpiece. It wasn't the same one that, you know, would have done Stone Cold, would have done Macho Man. Uh, but Stone Cold, um, with listening to Busted Open this morning, a, a caller came in and was like, they didn't talk about how Steve Austin beat the shit out of Deborah. Right. 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 Why didn't they talk about that? Like, so it was, I, I my, my, my thought and process of Macho Man, not going to change. Do I think he's a, a weirder guy than before? Yep. But do I still have him as one of my favorite wrestlers of all time? Absolutely. I don't think he's weirder because, again, it's like Jason said, it was just one person's like, you know, do do we think it really happened? Most likely. But we didn't hear anything else. And it's just I was so bummed about it. I was just getting more and more upset. But, Brian, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, Kevin, but that's just like, you know. You're fine. And and one more thing before, Brian, I pass on to you. For some reason, for the longest time, I thought Miss Elizabeth died from cocaine. I knew she died with Lex Luger, but it was was Viking and Vodka. It was Macho Man's biography. There was a lot of Miss Elizabeth. That was my that was my only other gripe. Believe me, I'm I'm a big Miss Elizabeth guy. But Brian, I know I know you love the biographies as well. What were your thoughts? You yeah. know, of, of just I, I, I just thought the whole the whole part with Gorgeous George um, really didn't need it. I, I mean, I I get what they're saying, and I'm not discrediting what she said in any way. But just when I think of Macho Man, and you guys think of Macho Man, you think about of the WWF time you think about slim gyms and the movies and everything else and the miss Elizabeth stuff the gorgeous George is such a small footnote in my mind of like who macho man is and who his career was like I feel like that was in the later stages of WCW I just I have no like memory of that that I he's the only one alive I mean, okay, yeah, but I just like it, that's that's why she was the focus because she's the only one alive. Well, yeah, and I just I don't I mean 
they had obviously they had his brother the genius and he did plenty of speaking on it too and his mom did at the beginning um so yeah that was the only thing i get it i get it's part of his story but i was disappointed that there was a lot of focus on that so i i also say hit job disappointing i just yeah didn't come across well and i guess the the part at the end of like kind of the he's at peace he's married his longtime um high school sweetheart you know they tried to put it bring it back and make it a a nice note but that part left a sour taste in my mouth the whole gorgeous george section just such a footnote into what a life and career he had and it was such a focus of that program what it reminded me of that ending, which was like, yes, it's great that he married his high school sweetheart, but it reminded me of Thanos. He destroyed the world for two and a half hours, and now he's a, like in a garden, like the, and then he died. That was it. That's what it reminded me of. It was just like, spoiler evil, alert, evil, Joe. <laughs> if you haven't seen the Avengers by now, you're not going to. <laughs> so no spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Well, everybody uh, here I, on camera has seen it. Hey, me. Are you, <laughs> you going to start doing the backstroke? <laughs> <laughs> backstroke. No, I get it, Joe. And yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see if they ever do that to anybody that is still alive. You know, Macho Man's dead. They can say whatever they want about him. I'm just curious if they hit, if they go after anybody else in the future. Now, one person that I would like to see a biography on is Mick Foley. Everybody loves Mick. And he sent out a tweet this week. Dear Vince, an all-woman's brand needs to happen in WWE unless you want AEW to beat you to the punch. Sincerely, Mick. Now, my thought on this tweet is a lot of question marks. Is it a TV show? Is it a Peacock show? Is it YouTube? If the women have their own show, do they still appear on the Raw, SmackDown, NXT? You know, is it worth it to do the show when they're not on the other three? Nobody watches 205 Live. Right. Will this happen if they produce a woman's show? Kevin, thoughts on the all-woman's show i i it would have to be all brands included on it right yeah it have to you have to you can't just do a raw women show a speed no you just can't do that uh i i probably would watch it at the beginning and then and then probably just phase out because because the most popular female wrestlers are going to be on you know all the main shows uh I, I think there's a niche though. I, I definitely do. The the all women's pay-per-view, the one time they had it was wasn't did, terrible. Did you did you watch it live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was I did. on the network. I watched everything. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Uh Joe, thoughts on the all woman show? Uh if it keeps Naya only on one show, <laughs> I am all I am all for it. We don't need her on every show. So hey, but all, in all seriousness, <laughs> let's have another pay-per-view before we start uh, talking about another show. Let's make sure that we can make another successful pay-per-view before that. I mean, I respect Mick, and I think it's a great idea, but we got to make sure that we don't turn it into 205 Live. Yeah. 
And I say we, like we're on the team. We're not. (laughs) Joe's praying. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but let's say Joe doesn't have Hulu. He's like, put it on Hulu. Put it on Hulu. I don't (laughs) want to see Naya. Um, So listen, I looked this up that, you know, there is an all women's organization called Shimmer. If Mm -hmm. some of you may be familiar with that. And there's a ton of Shimmer alumni in WWE. So I'm just, they have it in alphabetical order and I'll just reel off a couple of quick names. You've got Becky Lynch, Bailey, Beth Phoenix, Big Swole, Billy Kay, Candice LeRae. So there's, right. So there, there is a niche for it. But I mean, for me, it's not so much even about just would I watch an all women's show. I think in theory I would. Guys, I'm tapped out on wrestling, man. I'm tapped out. We yeah. got we got it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, MLW, which I'm not too familiar with, but I know has a ton of buzz coming Saturdays. Up on Saturdays. Right? We're talking about A and E biographies. We're talking about the Hidden Treasure show. We've got all the great network specials of the 24 and the Day ofs and Confidentials and all these other shows. I don't think, I think exactly it. It would go the way for me of 205 Live where I'd probably watch an episode or two and then it would just fall through the cracks no matter how good the performers and the stories are. So, no, I'm a a pay-per-view, absolutely. Do Evolution every year. I'm all about that. I I look back when we did our very first, um, like, predictions for the year that you want to have happen. I said, bring back the Evolution pay-per-view. I'm all about that, but a regular weekly show, no, not for me. And because of this, uh, this, this is very similar to kind of our Super League conversation we had a few weeks ago. So this week's five count, we are going to draft our five women to start an all-woman's show. Hit the music. That Wrestling Podcast presents the five count. It is the five count. Every week we do it. This week we are drafting our uh, all-women's show. Now the draft order is follows. Joe will go first. I will go second. Brian third. And Kevin fourth. And this would be just like the NFL draft. We go through each round in that order. Uh, talent can only be picked once. And the prerequisite is they have to be active. Um, Ronda Rousey is not eligible. <laughs> Trish Stratus is not eligible. Gail Kim, not eligible. Uh, so, Joe. What about is you- tag teams? Do they no, come as one is- pick or two? Nope. It is one okay. person. Making sure. Uh, yeah, so you have the first pick. Who is your first pick? Well, after discussing it with the, my team, with the first pick, I'm not. I'm not going full sound effects on this one. So <laughs> with the first, so with the first pick, there's precedence for that, Jay. There's precedence. I am cho- team Joe is choosing Charlotte Flair. Whoa, Ooh, that's a shocker! A shocker! A shocker. Is, wow! And it's because of all of you. Why <laughs> I am you? All, if I'm doing a, if I'm doing a new league. And your love for her for years, I got to go with the one who can make me the most money. Wow. Wow. That's a surprise. 
Uh, Joe just picked Kwame Brown, right? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Charlotte's way better than Kwame Brown. So, and for the second pick, Team Marchuka, it is now officially boss time. Sasha Banks, the number two pick. Uh, my first flagship talent to start the new show. Uh, next up, we have Brian. I'm going with the man, Becky Lynch. Becky reached, she was the number one person in all of wrestling for that little time frame there of uh, WrestleMania a couple of years ago. So when she gets back from maternity leave, looking forward to her getting on the train and taking us to the top. All right, Kevin, you are up. The uh, final pick in the first round. Ding dong. Hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> Finishing off the, the, the four horse women. Uh, I, I knew those four were going to probably be for the top six. Uh, so I wasn't going to be mad whoever came one through three because I knew at least I, I would get one of the four who I think, you know, are who I would pick, you know, as my Jericho to lead AEW. That is one of the women to, to, to open up that new promotion. So I'm going with Bailey. Uh, Joe, round two. Who you got? With, with round two. I am choosing Bianca Belair. All right. All right. Not bad. She's young. She's young. She's got talent. She's got strength. And she is the future of the women's division. Uh, with the second pick in the second round, I select Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Now she is about to become the AEW women's champion. I don't, see any way she does not win at double or nothing and you know she's the bright spot you know that that women's division on AEW has been very like wavy you know in the last year and a half so uh Britt Baker is the the face of AEW and is the second pick of my team Brian who you got for yeah, round her, third her pick? turning heel was such a great move for her career her breaking but... her nose her losing a yeah. tooth her bleeding all over Daly's place, you know? Yep. She's, she's legit. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled that this person's still on the board. I absolutely love watching her wrestle. EO Shirai is Ooh, my number okay. two. EO is insane. I, I think I got sold on her when in the War Games women's match where she literally put the trash can over her body, jumped off the cage. <laughs> And she, she has just conquered, you know, when you see her, like you see her versus Raquel Gonzalez, she's so small. And sometimes when it comes to smaller women, it's really not believable that they can have so much offense, but she's broken through that for me. I love watching her wrestle. So talented. Io Shirai is my number two. Right. And that's a dangerous pick. I'm going to yeah. uh, finish out round two. Uh, she hasn't been in the ring very much lately, but she she's been very very good and creepy in her promos. I think ah, this. I knew where my for my yep. uh, pick two of round two. All right, Joe, start round three. Round three. She was mentioned earlier in the episode. I have mad respect for her. It is from the way, Candice Lorraine. Ah, okay, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, for my third pick, uh, when she was in NXT, she was the ultimate badass. 
And even though things haven't gone as well as it should be on the main roster, Shayna Baszler, she's believable. She's authentic. Um, you know, much to the same argument I had when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, it's legitimate. Um, even though her MMA career wasn't great, the run she had in NXT as champion was uh, was a top-notch run. So uh, Shayna Baszler is my third pick. Brian, who do you have? Kevin, go to your phone. I'm, I'm offering a trade. I'd Ooh. like to offer. Oh. I'd like to offer Tamina and a ham sandwich for Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Call me back. <laughs> All right, we'll see if that trade goes through. Um, but no, I I'm going a little little different on this one, but I think this one is a, a touch more of. She's done great stuff, but she's only scratching the surface. And I'm going with Sonia Deville. Okay. Sonia and her feud with Mandy over the whole Otis thing and the fire and desire breakup was really, really good. And then she's had this unfortunate um, incident that were with the intruder in her home and the whole court thing. I mean, it was just absolutely harrowing experience. It sounds like. So now she's in this GM capacity with Adam Pierce and she's kind of usurping him great on the mic and I've really enjoyed her work. I, I think that she's got a lot of bigger things still to come. And Kevin. And uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian mentioned with EO earlier with, you know, just being so small Joe and with Candace, I'm going with an NXT uh, current wrestler as well. She's so little. It, it makes me like cringe just thinking she's going to like break an arm or a leg uh, and, and being with Raquel doesn't hurt either. I, I'm a big fan of Dakota Kai. So she's okay. my pick in my third round. All right, Joe, round four. With the fourth round. Well, no, you weren't ready for it. You do weren't this, ready for this one. No, 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 no. If you're going to do this, do it right. With the first pick in the fourth round. Okay. With yeah. the first pick in the first fourth I'll round. Like that, but whatever. Fine. Go ahead. With, with the first pick of the fourth <laughs> round. Dick. Nobody is ready for her, especially in the fourth round. I'm going with Asuka. Okay. Asuka, another one. Ripped through NXT. You know, undefeated for three years. Um, had a, her... It's just been a weird run, I think, for Asuka on the main roster. The, the, I don't know if she can speak English or not. I really don't. But uh, the fourth pick for my team, uh, there was a lot of debate. And uh, I think that Carmella has a lot of upside. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think she's, the, the, she's my fourth pick. Uh, Brian, you're, you're up. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, but we, we all know this person's incredibly talented. I feel like she's in a bad position right now because of the Thunderdome. I'll explain why I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley judging by the Thunderdome is a heel. Um, she came up on the raw and they, they pipe in the booze for her when she challenged <laughs> Oscar. You know, if there was a live crowd, it would not be that way. And so I feel like it's in this weird thing with her about, should I vote for her or should I root for her? Should I not? 
the whole thing with Charlotte we've covered. Um, Charlotte's a heel, but so is Rhea. It's it's very weird, but there's no denying she's a talented person with an amazing look. So Rhea Ripley's my fourth pick of the fourth round. And my pick of the fourth round, closing out the fourth round. Uh, before AEW, I didn't know who this person was. She's been on uh, a lot of matches. Uh, I have to find the match from this past weekend. I know Jay listens to uh, Busted Open, but she beat the crap out of Dave LaGreca. Uh, <laughs> I, I become a huge Thunder Rosa fan. Uh, she has a great look. She's mean as hell. She looks like she could really kick some ladies' butts. Uh, I, so my pick. And some men's asses, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Did you see? Did you see it for Mission Pro? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, you know, it. it was what it was supposed to be. You know, Dave LaGreca is awesome. I don't. I know, Kevin, you listen. I don't think the other two do. But uh, I like Dave. I've met him a couple times over the years. And he just loves wrestling, you know. I think his rants get a little too overanimated. But <laughs> Peter DeMond. Oh, of course. Oh, of Super course. Nerdy. Of course. So, uh, yeah, the Mission Pro was something I wanted to mention earlier. But Mission Pro is a women's mm-hmm. promotion. And I believe they're in, in Texas. So, uh Definitely worth checking them out. Uh, Joe, last pick in the draft, round five. Who do you got? With the first pick of the fifth round, someone who definitely, definitely, definitely needs another chance. Naomi. Oh, wow. Naomi, she's she's too good. And she is like, she is really suffering from the Thunderdome because the crowd loves her. And like, I just think that she is way too talented to be stuck in a worthless tag team. Naomi. Lana's her partner. Come on. Um, the last pick for my team, uh, there was a coin flip decision. Uh, she has uh, recently showed up on NXT. Uh, Frankie Monet, a.k.a. Ty of Valkyrie. Now, a lot of her impact stuff is awesome. Her Lucha Underground stuff is outstanding. Uh, so, uh, Frankie Monet rounds out my draft. Uh, Brian, you got for your final pick. Oh, Joe, I, I thought you, when you said your lead in of like this person's been overlooked, I thought you were going to say who I'm about to say, and I still need a complete clarification from the three of you. If this person qualifies, but we know that this person is a star I'm talking about. Zelina Vega. Now she's not on a roster right now, but it hasn't been all that long that she's been gone. What do you say? Yay or nay? Thumbs up. I'll say thumbs up because I'm in a similar mode with our mode with my next pick. So all right. I say thumbs up. Yeah. Right. I mean, incredible um. on the mic. She took Andrade to just a level that he could not get by himself. And we only saw her in the ring a little bit, but you know, she was always good, like, once once a match for Andrade of her hitting, like, a hurricanrana to the outside. She clearly has some ability in the ring as well. And, again, on the mic, she's incredible. She's my number five. By the way, and, Brian, and she does she does a great AJ Lee impersonation. That's right. Yeah, Brian, who, she who is the hotter AJ Lee. AJ Lee well, in real life or Zelina Vega as AJ Lee? She, she well, is on Zelina. Her Zelina Vega as AJ Lee was my co-star in Fighting for My Family. That's so right. I'm in that that's movie. Right. You have I'm in that movie. Yes. No, but yeah. but Vega is on uh, a current roster. 
uh, the OnlyFans pro wrestling roster. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Alistair, uh, Alistair Black's roster, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can't wait for the next animation. You guys can nay or, yay or nay this. Uh, I have a backup pick. I did look on WWE's active roster, and this person is on there. Page is an active oh, roster on the SmackDown. I don't care. WWE. The reason why she has a lot of knowledge. And even if she doesn't wrestle, she can help help the women grow inside the ring. So I I I picked Paige. I did have a backup in Shotzi, by the way, just because I'm 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 all oh. in on Shotzi now. Uh, but, I mean, technically she's not medically cleared, but I'll I'll go thumbs up on that one. I'll allow it. I'll allow it because it's a waste of a pick. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> I was I was gonna pick Lacey Evans, but oh, right I now she's not, not active, on my board. So, Forgot about her. Uh, yeah, so uh, that is our draft. Uh, Kevin, can you run down everybody's team? Yeah, so we got Joe uh, round one, Charlotte Flair. Uh, then he goes Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae with that round three, Asuka, and Naomi. Joe's team's pretty pretty strong women. Uh, and Candice, you know, is, is that small firecracker. Jay, you have Sasha Banks, Britt Baker is your round two, Shayna Baszler, Carmella, and Frankie Monet. You might have a tag team in Carmella and Frankie right there. Buddy. I could see that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brian. The boss, Becky Lynch, uh, or I'm sorry, the man, Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too long. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the mom, Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch, EO, uh, Sonya Deville, Rhea Ripley, and Selena Vega. Uh, and don't forget that that trade proposal still on the line. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> has sandwich for Alexa. Kevin has Bailey, Tamina's undocumented merch plus a ham. <laughs> Jaw sandwich. <laughs> oh, uh, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, Dakota Kai, Thunder Rosa, and Paige. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, team. I think I win because you know I just always no, think, I think I win. I think, I, think, I think I won that one. No, I, I, I'm, I'll take that W. But Brian, uh, <laughs> we did post this on social media today. You you beat the social team. Like those <laughs> bastards were not even up yet, and you beat them. Uh, let's yeah. go through what uh, you saw on social media about this five count. They're on West Coast parts unknown time. That's how I got the jump on them. Um, Brad Tillery, he's he's very AEW, right? So his he, he said in no particular order. He's got Sheeta, he's got Bailey, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, and Britt Baker. Uh, we got a couple other ones too. We have uh, Scott Martin. He's got Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, Britt Baker and Bianca Belair. And we also have my man, John Panessa. He's got Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, Bianca, and Liv Morgan, Ooh. which she was in my, my mix there. Uh, and also one more, uh, Aaron Gonzalez, again, similar theme, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Bianca Belair. So a lot, a lot of themes running through a lot of these picks today. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, when they're when it's only one person, it's obvious who the five yeah. are going to yep. be. Yeah, uh, that four guy. horse women and someone else. Yeah, the four horse women is a dumb name. Uh, yeah, so that is this week's five count. 
made your five count, let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5Count. And before we go, last week we began promo mania. Oh, boy. Uh, the gist of it is our wheelman Joe spins a wheel to see who has to deliver a promo. And then he goes to the wall. A random topic is selected. And then the winner, I don't know. Is it a winner or are you the loser? Uh, you have seven days to prepare your promo for the following week. So Brian uh, was our winner and he had to do a promo about wire hangers. Now for the first few weeks of this, we're going to pre-record them. And then come SummerSlam or so, we will uh, do it live, pal. So Brian, oh let's see and here, see if you're on YouTube, here if you're uh, audio podcast, your promo on Wire Hangers. In life, relationships are formed with any number of purposes. Some relationships are formed out of love. Some relationships are formed out of lust. Now, in our case... Our relationship was formed as an agreed-upon business arrangement. I was your boss, and you were my employee. No, it was a perfect relationship. The key word there is was. Because you took all that we built, and you threw it all away. And for what? What? You think you're actually going to be some big star? You think you can be the greatest wire hanger that ever lived? Oh, really? Okay, I'll tell you what. Make sure you get this down. Open up the little notes app on your phone. There's three words I want you to remember, okay? I used you. That's right. I used you to hang up my shirts. I used you to hang up my pants. I even used you to hang up my suits. And without my clothes to hang in my closet, you do not exist. All right? It was I who took you from the Walmart shelf. It was I who graciously welcomed you into my home. It was I who gave you a purpose. So guess what? If you haven't figured it out already, wire hangers, I'm going to use you one more time when we meet at WWE Pay Backlash, I'm going to use you to get one step closer to the WWE Championship by pinning you and your wire to the mat. One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> oh, wire hangers suck. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. I'm the heel, guys. I'm the heel. I'm wow. the heel. The crowd was booing me. Wow. Oh. Um, I hate I hate I hate wire hangers because if you use them with a white shirt, and if you say you air dry your clothes, they leave rust marks and shoulder mm -hmm. nips. Don't like those. 
Mm. I wish I would have known that. (laughs) That's my promo. I love that you were folding shirts the whole time. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. Yes, yes. That's the the Uh, symbolism there. I don't have wire hangers. We're we're feuding. I'm folding my shirts. Thank you, Joe. Great job. Kevin? I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a lot to – that's a lot. To, to follow up whoever has to, uh, you know, go next. So, Joe, you are our wheel man. Can you bring up the wheel to see who is going next week? Yes, and they're both wheels because the wall was kind of uh, being tricky today. So I okay. have just two wheels. So here we All go. Right. We so got- this is the wheel to decide who is going to go next. Yes. Spin that wheel. Kevin. Oh, oh, Kevin. All right. The, the look, winner. How clo- look how close it was to Brian. He was like almost two <laughs> weeks in a row. That oh, wheel. That great. That would great. Here are your categories. Uh, here, here is what Kevin could be doing a promo on next week. He could be talking about people with vanity plates. He could be talking about oh. man buns. He could be talking about gender, gender reveal parties. Or he could be, he could be talking about potluck dinners let's find <laughs> out what kevin is going to be promoing next spin the wheel <laughs> kevin versus ponies <laughs> yes as in, as in ponies as in baby horses yes kevin versus wow. Wow. Special guest ring announcer, Genuine, will actually appear <laughs> for this match. Uh, do not recreate the scene from Magic Mike where he's uh, doing the woodwork to, to the song Pony. Please don't do that. Uh, so next week, Kevin will deliver uh, a promo about ponies. And if you are listening to this on uh, audio, Go to our YouTube channel, search that wrestling podcast, and uh, Brian's video uh, will be up on our TWP Extra channel on the YouTube uh, channel. So great work, boys. Thanks for uh, hanging. If you're listening, thanks for hanging. Uh, we are wasted. Thanks for the entrance music, Darren, Dangerous Darren. Thanks for the VO. And uh, we will talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast because we are out of time. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!